Hi friends, welcome to the weekly update with Elizabeth Donaldson, where I go over the same 10 questions every week and sometimes talk about stuff that's utterly insignificant and sometimes get real deep with my girl Savannah. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi friends and welcome to the weekly update with Elizabeth Donaldson. I'm here with my girl, Savannah. What up? Savannah does a lot of things she helps me sustain in this world, and she also helps with the podcast. So without further ado, let's do the 10 questions, Savannah. Sounds great, Elizabeth. (laughs) What are you working on this week? Um, Before I tell you what I was working on this week, can I tangent and say, have you ever seen that SNL skit with the two women who are public radio people? No. Oh my God. It's like the famous, they do a lot of different things, but they also have a famous episode that's like a sweaty balls episode. And they have, um, one of the Baldwin brothers, by the way, you know that I was killed by a Baldwin brother in a movie, don't you? No. What? You don't wait. You, I've never told you this. No. The movie's called I'll be there with you. Um, and yeah, I was killed by a Baldwin brother. In, nice. a, in a really bad horror movie. I feel, like, I feel like I even talked about this. Oh, no, I talked about it on my sister's podcast where we made this movie and then we ran out of money and we couldn't... Um, we had to fill it in with some animation. Anyways, I don't think it's a really... It's a pretty bad movie. Right, um, but you did get killed by a Baldwin. Mm-hmm, yeah, by Daniel Baldwin. But in this um, SNL skit... Sorry, I'm messing with... Um, I'm messing with my phone. In this SNL skit... It's these two women and they're like public radio women. And so they have this really like understated humor where they're they're like, they both have microphones and they're both really nerdy and they're like, hello and welcome to our cooking show. (laughs) And they like have these (laughs) subtle laughs and then they're like talking about cooking and one of them is like, I always love cooking this time of year. How about you, Sandra? And then the other chick is like, yes, my favorite dish is my... Shvetty balls. And, or like Daniel Waldwin comes on and he's, he's like, my favorite dish is my shvetty ball. It's, anyways, you have That's to watch funny. it. It's an SNL classic and uh, I highly recommend it. We should do an episode of the podcast where we only talk like that. <laughs> okay. Right? Because that's yeah. how it sort of started out. Like you were like, hello, Elizabeth. Let's go into your, your question. Let's go into your first question. Let's go into your shvetty should we, should we ask it like that? Yeah, we should. So, Elizabeth. Wait, Nate, this is ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to ASMR. <laughs> Welcome to ASMR with Elizabeth Donaldson. Uh, FM, where we talk about <laughs> our dreams and sometimes share recipes with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elizabeth, tell us, what are you working on this week? Well, that's an interesting question, and... I think that I have an interesting answer for you. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, we're done, we're done, but we will do, I'm so sad, I'm trying to go on Instagram Live and it's just not ever going to happen. I have a hot take on that. What's your hot take? I think the Wi-Fi is malfunctioning recently. Oh, but how are we on Facebook? Like, how is Facebook being so great with us? It's, It's a picky Wi-Fi. I guess that we're trying to go on Instagram on my old phone. Technology probs. And by the way, if anyone listening to the podcast ever has... I mean, listen, I'm no social media guru, but I feel like I'm a social media... 
what's like under a guru? Like I'm a social media swami. Like I'm a mm-hmm. social media sensei. Sensei. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. All I could think about was the little uh, red panda on Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Master Shifu. I was like, what is he? Come on, you can think of it. He's a sensei. Okay, yeah. so what did I do? Okay, repeat the question. What, what are you working on? What am week? I working on this week? I worked on so many freaking cool things this week. I worked on a really fun... I mean, I, don't, I always am not sure. Like, when I don't sign an NDA... But then it's like no social media without production approval. I'm never sure what I can say and what I can't say. But what I will say is that I worked on this really, really hilarious commercial. Everybody, I think a lot of people have seen the Groove Life ads that I've done. And if you haven't seen them, you can find them on my Facebook page. You can find them. I hope you can find them on my website. If not, I guess I better remedy that. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll put them up. But there's this ring silicone ring company, um, Groove Life, and they make all sorts of silicone products and I love them. They're really fun to work with. And we have these sort of squat Harmon Brothers type ads. And if you don't know who the Harmon Brothers are, they're the people who I believe they did the poopery ads and they did the um, quick books or some kind of smart book, some kind of they anyways, and the Squatty Potty. They're the most famous for the Squatty Potty ads. And this, the whole format of the advertising is it's a long form sort of explaining type ad where you explain all about a service, but it's also fucking hilarious. Yeah. So um, I, it was, a, it was actually like a super cool thing. The way that I got in with Groove Life is that they just posted on a Facebook board and then a a director of photography who I work with recommended me to them. They were like, we're looking for an actress to do blah. And he tagged me in the post and he was like, Elizabeth Donaldson is like amazing, which I was super flattered. Cause I was like, oh, Chris, you think I'm amazing? Like, I think you're amazing. So that's always gives you the warm fuzzies. And then I sent in my submission and then the rest is history. So I've done three ads with Groove Life and they just, messaged me like at the beginning of this week to let me know that the first ad that we've ever done together has 7 million views, which is crazy, which is also crazy because in that ad, I'm supposed to look like a frazzled housewife. And, um, I specifically like my hair and makeup looks bad. Like I look not attractive in that commercial, which I was, that was the goal. And I'm actually very proud of that. But it's not like there's like I feel like in like Hollywood land, there's different levels of like in the realm of makeup and hair. There's like natural look. There's like there's like, oh, we don't want you to look too attractive. Like I was on this commercial, what, two days ago? And they were like, we need to like make you look less attractive. But by the time makeup was done with me, I like I thought I looked better. I was like, oh, like I look like a babe now. Like, yeah, but just not like. Oh hi! Let me sell you this yeah. product. Mm-hmm. Yes, which, which if with... you know what the commercial was, it would be very funny if she was very sexy. <laughs> which I can't say what it was, but I but I wish that I could. But I can't wait for Ellen to roast me for it at some point in time. That was that was that commercial was a great experience. More about that later. But so I did this um, anyway. So the groove the groove ring ads are really funny. And I love them and I'm obsessed with them. And um, and in the first ad, yes, I look really bad. My hair is like all like just looks a mess. We put makeup on me that's sort of like one shade too light but also kind of gray looking. You look kind of washed out. Yeah, I look really – I mean I do not look good. So. And your eyes look like crazy because of that. They look like <laughs> too intense because your makeup is like – 
not doing anything to like you know what I'm saying? Yes, completely. Like it's not like it's not a cute look. But I'm so it's funny. It's funny to me that the commercial I've always liked about myself that I have the ability to sort of like I feel like I can look like pretty foxy. Yeah. Um I think so too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But I also feel like I can like look bad. Like like the 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 vast cavern of disparity between like me at my foxiest and me at my like unfoxiest is like in my eyes it's like so vast that I'm impressed by it like I'm like wow girl like how did you like how is it possible that you could look so good and also so bad I mean Charlize Theron and Meryl Streep oh I mean all the great actresses that's That's true so that's true that's um what I'm saying is you are Meryl Streep (laughs) Basically. I mean, that's the goal. That's uh, definitely the goal. Cool. Is that all you worked on? Mm-hmm. No, I worked on... I'm, I'm tangenting so hard. Yeah. I Anyway, so I worked on this ad. Well, the Groove ad was just something I did in the past. But because of the Groove ad, I got hired to do another ad for a different product that's along those same lines. It was a really, really, really funny ad. I think it should come out soon. So I'm stoked to share that because it was freaking hilarious. And uh, so we did that and then I did I was like a spokesperson for another thing and that was super fun and then I did all kinds of like little fun things this week like little just like it was just like a nice fun productive week where I did all sorts of things and it was really rewarding and I love my job like this week was a week where I was like blessed like <laughs> like there was a point during the week where I was like driving down the road like taking a picture of sunflowers at sunset and I was like remember this moment Elizabeth because you're like not every week are you this blessed you know I get it but like real facts because some weeks like you're not some weeks it's just like everything sucks and work is slow and things are weird or you have work and it's stressful so I always I, I do always try to make stock like in the moments that I particularly have a feeling and an understanding of how lucky I am to be doing this work, I always make sure to like take a minute and be like, oh my God, mm, we were almost live on Instagram. Um, oh my God, we're live on Instagram. We're doing the weekly update with Elizabeth. Sorry, sorry everyone else, but we just finally, after like literally 20 minutes, got onto Instagram. But yeah, I always take a second to to just, to be like, wow, this is cool. And I'm really lucky that this is happening, so it was a good week. Good. It was really productive. What was the best part of your good week? Wait, 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 wait. Elizabeth, that's great. Tell me. Thank you. What was the best part of your week? Hmm. The best part of my week. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the best, the best part of my week I can't talk about, but, um, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> No, no, no. Cut that out of the podcast. Okay. Savannah, cut that out of the podcast. But the best. The be- huh? Savannah's not going to. Anyways, the, be- the-, the best part of my week. The best part of my week, honestly, was that I had. I mean, there was a. Honestly, it was a really good week. It was rewarding in a lot of ways. Um, many of which is that the people who I worked with on both of the commercials that I shot were really nice the director um for the first project the the comedy project was really like I've worked with him before he's just a really like enthusiastic guy he's such a fun director to work with he and I have really similar philosophies on like how set should be and um he's also worked with a lot of like like 
pretty high level, awesome people like in his time being in the industry. So that's, that's cool. Um, he has a lot of great experience and he just, he was just a pleasure to work with. He was very encouraging. It was a hard spot. Like there were certain things like I worked outside. It was, uh, we had one spot where I was outside. Everyone was sweating And when you're acting and you're sweating, that becomes a huge problem. Like if you're just working on set and you're sweating, it's like, okay, you feel gross and it's unfortunate. But when you're on camera, then you sweating becomes a problem for the makeup team. It becomes a problem. I like literally sweated through my shirt. I was like, oh no, like I'm going to like, if you sweat your makeup off or you ruin your hair and they have to reset your hair because like I like sweat on my head, like I'm a head sweater. It's just at this point in my life, I'm just like, okay, this is me. But if you sweat through your hair like hair and makeup is going to have to redo your whole thing. And that could potentially put production behind like an hour. So it's like actually becomes this big, you know, normally I don't care. I like to run in 90 degree weather and just sweat my face off. But when you're on set, it's just a whole different bag of tricks. And then I was, when we were outside, like doing this part where I'm supposed to be a personal trainer, a funny personal trainer, but I go inside to, um, like take a break and then, or to get in some air conditioning. And then I go to the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I have a bloody nose. Oh yeah. I haven't had a bloody nose in like 10 years. Like luckily it was short lived. And I was like, I have a bloody nose now. Like this is, this is a disaster. Like this is terrible for hair and makeup. And I was like, I was like, I don't want makeup to know, like they're going to stress out if they know I have a bloody nose. <laughs> Cause everybody was kind of hot and stressed out. Um, not stressed out. I mean, it was a really fun set, but it was just, we were all really hot. So luckily that was only a short portion of the day. But the bottom line is that this director was really, he was just always encouraging and always had this vibe of like, oh, like, like no worries. You know, like every time that I ran into a small hiccup, he just had this way of being like, oh, like, of course you would run into this. Like, you're all good. You're the best. And then the other project that I worked on, Um, the woman who like ran this media marketing company, who was also basically directing the commercial was this badass woman. She like wore Chanel, like it was no big deal. Like she had this like Chanel necklace and a Gucci hat and a Gucci backpack, but like not in a pretentious way, just in this way of like, of like, honey, we can all wear Chanel. Yeah. And she was so kind and so I really loved her style. It was also really nice. Like right before I went to do my take, I literally overhear her. It was like the cool kind of overhearing. There's, I've had bad overhearing too, but it was the cool kind of overhearing. She turns to like the other director and she was like, this girl's an amazing actress. So I, I'm completely confident that anything that we want her to do, she can do. So we just need to direct, like give her all the information so that she can do this take because she's amazing and she's going to nail whatever we give her. And I was like, this is great. And then the, the snacks were great on yeah. that set. <laughs> the snacks were really great. The pay was great. So yeah. that was just a cool... It was a really nice week in terms of work, and it was also an incredible week. I I saw a lot of friends this week. Like, I got to catch up with many of my close friends who I don't always, you know, because I kind of go into. T- I was also out of town forever, but I go into modes where I'm like my head's down and I'm working, um, and then you know I pop out of those modes and sort of take time to socialize. But I don't like I'm not somebody who like goes out all the time or right. is like socializing all the time that I find that to be overwhelming and I don't like it. So, but I just got to like have some nice one-on-one time with my girls this week and I did a cool photo shoot, like this really nice sunset photo shoot that turned out so pretty. It was just a really it was nice. It was Yay. like good to be home. It was a good productive like 
it was a great week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was a lesson that you learned this week? Oh man, a lesson that I learned this week. Okay. This was my, I had a, I don't even know if this was a lesson or just something that was a challenge on the first commercial that I shot. I had this, it was, it was for a technical product. And even though it was funny, you know, most scripts, you have a lot of it that's intuitive, but particularly in the commercial or spokesperson type world, if you're doing a commercial where you're like talking about the product, sometimes there's technical jargon that you have to say in an exact way. It's not a way that a human being would normally talk. And it can be very hard to, to memorize and remember. I, um, had a time, it was a 12 hour day. We had shot outside. We had shot all this stuff. And I was like killing it all day. Like all day I was like, bam, bam, killing this, killing that, killing this thing. Um, there was a word in the spot that was hard to say. And it was like, I kept getting confused as to which way you say it. Mm. So that was confusing. And then we're at the, literally the very last take. It was my last take. I had this one paragraph that was confusing language and I couldn't remember it. Like I had studied it the day before. I had studied it literally for 20 minutes as they were setting up the take. I had studied the paragraph and then the director and I, I told the director, I was like, dude, like Barrett, like I'm worried about this paragraph. (laughs) Like, um, it's the end of the day and this is kind of a natural, I'm a little concerned about this. And he was like, you're gonna, you're gonna nail it. Um, and then we go to do it and I'd studied it, I'd rehearsed it, we'd gone over it, I made songs out of it, and then we would roll the camera. Mm. And literally inside my mind was like a little monkey clanging. Like, it was as if, I mean, I didn't even know the first word. Like, it was severe. Like, my mind was severely blank. And that literally went on. Luckily, we were waiting on another talent who was coming from some other place to finish the take. So I wasn't, and it was the last shot, so I wasn't like, building anxiety that I was holding up the rest of the day, but it was, it was stressful. Like it was, I was sort of like, that's never happened to me. Literally. I've been acting for almost 20 years. That's never happened to me in my life. And it's also crazy because I think this is something that a lot of people don't realize. There's a lot of other jobs on the set and there's a lot of other people on the set and they don't have any uh, like understanding of what it's like to be an actor And they don't, I don't mean this in a super rude way. It's just in a sort of realistic way. They don't really care. Like they're there, they're tired. They want to go home. So sometimes you'll be in a situation like that. And like everyone around the room is like starts chattering and people like someone will make a comment to this person over here. Like, oh my God, like she doesn't know her line or like someone will laugh or so there's a lot of in any given and whether you're struggling or not struggling on a set, there's definitely a lot of instances where people are that were the environment or the people in the environment. And I wouldn't say this is a bad set, but this is just a reality of working on sets where the people in the environment are not necessarily contributing to like creating the best. The director was like Barrett was like, Hey, be quiet, blah, blah, blah. As a director, it's important to kind of control your people. I find that like on, on some sets, like when I did the Brian Banks movie, there was a time where like the director just kicked everyone out of the room, not even because people were being rude, but it's just, it's a natural thing that people do. They go on their phones or they look over here. Like they're just not invested in the scene, nor should they have to be. Um, But it's something that can definitely happen on a set. And I, there was like a point, my, luckily my scene partner, like there was a guy sitting across from me and he was really nice. And like every, I was supposed to like look in his eyes, make a joke and then say the line to the camera. And luckily, like every time I turned to him, he was like, 
just looking at me with so much kindness and the director totally just, he knew he was like, I totally understand what's happening. You don't even worry about it. And he just gave me this constant, like not even this thing of like, you can do it. You're great. But just like, listen, dude, like I get this right. and like, don't even worry about this. Cause I understand. And it's, I'm not concerned. And that saved my ass. But I also just made a concerted decision. I was like, there was a little moment where I was started to kind of go down the black hole of doom of like, Oh no. Like, you know, where you get, you start getting really insecure and your like world closes in on you and you start freaking out. And I just was like, Elizabeth, like this, this is already a fucked up situation for you. So you're just going to like be 100% positive. Like just pretend like this is fun and like, don't even create, like don't create a situation where it's visible or like just don't even go there of like that you feel bad or guilty. Don't apologize. Just do your shit and then walk off of the set like you're the best actors in the universe. And not even as a diva thing as, or as a face saver thing. But for me it was like if you're fucking up, you're fucking up. It doesn't make people feel better if you're overly apologetic or if you get introverted. And I used to have this mechanism that I that I would do in my life where if I was, if I was fucking up, I would – sort of make this mental decision to like be dramatic about it. Like be like, Oh my God, I feel so bad because I wanted to demon like sort of on a subconscious level or whatever. I wanted to show people that I cared and I like identified, you know, at one point, like two years ago or whatever, I was like, Oh wait, like that activity really doesn't serve me because, because when you do that, you have a situation where you're already fucking up and that's stressful. And then you bring this other energy to the table that's like, I'm so, so, like a grovelly sort of energy. And that is like not a pleasant energy for people to experience. So it's better to just like remain positive and, and just, and not like pretend like it never happened. Cause I've also been in experiences where people like they fuck up and they don't even acknowledge it. And it just feels kind of rude. Yeah. But I think it's just good to like maintain a positive attitude and move through it and then you know what I decided after that is I was like okay cool well you know I feel like I'm kind of leveling up a little bit you know I just came off of a feature film which was the first time well I mean I was in a feature film well well, Daniel Baldwin killed me but in that film I was like it was an ensemble cast and I was one of many characters and although I had a lot of scenes and a lot of lines like this last film that I did I was like the straight up lead and being the lead in a movie is a totally different game than like having five scenes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of lines to memorize and it's a whole thing. So then I had this thing where I didn't like, I had trouble with my lines and I just was kind of like, okay, well my solution to this and the way that I'm going to deal with this is moving forward. I'm going to, I'm going to like up my game. Like I'm in a new game where I'm consistently booking these commercials where I, I have more dialogue. I hold more, I do more, so the only way for me to properly respond to this game is to just like level it up and take my commitment even higher. So like, you know, I've been, I quit sugar for the most part. I had some chocolate last night, but like I quit sugar. I'm like taking my workout game to a whole other level. I'm just sort of engaging. And it doesn't mean that I won't fuck up because obviously like we're human and you will fuck up in life. But I feel like if you can navigate and sort of do the best you can, it's going to help you just stay mentally sharp. And then you'll, you'll come into a set knowing, like if you come into a set, not that this is what happened. I feel like I was pretty prepared, but I think I could have just been even next level prepared. But if you come into a set, like I have a rule that I don't drink 24 hours before, um, I have a shoot. And, um, 
I remember like there was like some when we had like our last day of shooting the film, some of the crew members were having like a mar- a celebratory beer and which is fine. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, like they were like, Hey, do you want one? And I was like, I could potentially have scenes tomorrow because we haven't reviewed all the footage and like, I'm not going to have it. And like, one of them was like, it's just one beer, Elizabeth. And I was like, yeah, but like, even if it doesn't affect me, if I step onto set and I do anything wrong, like then I'm going to become more introverted because then I'm going to be like, oh my God, I had that beer. Could it have been the beer? Oh my God, like I violated my own personal integrity. So for me, I just like feel like the more that I can do to contribute to doing my best, then the better, like the more positive of mental attitude that I can have. And I think that like, it's just important to bring a good attitude to set always. Um, So that was my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the craziest thing that happened this week? Mm, the craziest thing that happened. That was the long, that was an intentional pause. Um, the craziest thing that happened was just getting a freaking bloody nose in the bathroom. Yeah, that's crazy. It was just bizarre. Like it was, it was weird too. Cause it was super short bloody nose. I still, to this day, I mean, people get bloody noses sometimes. Like if you Google it, Google bloody nose, it's like. If you Google it, it's like, it's no big deal. People get bloody noses all the time. So I don't know. I don't do drugs. Um, It's good. It's Yeah, it's real good. So I have no idea why I got that bloody nose, but it was really strange. It was like, it was a really bizarre moment. I was like, and I don't even think it was because some people were like, was it because the heat? And I'm like, no, because I literally go jogging in like 90 degree weather on a regular basis. So I don't know. It's weird. Bodies are weird. They're weird. Bodies are weird. Um... What is something that's completely unnecessary that you are obsessed with this week? Something completely unnecessary that I was obsessed with. Honestly, like, I was, I was, like, I would say I was pretty on point this week where I wasn't, like, everything felt necessary, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't, like, watching the, I mean, The Bachelorette's over, so... Um, I'm sort of like, I'm back on my bullshit. So I'm trying, you know, really nothing. The only thing that I sometimes, this is so dorky. The only thing that I sometimes get like really into is like, I'm like weird about my Instagram feed. I like it to look a certain way. And I have this app that helps me organize the photos in like a cool spread so that they all look pretty together, which to be honest, I don't even know if that's the best idea. There's many like... Gary, many a Gary V podcast where he talks about how people are like too precious with their Instagram. For the most part, people consume Instagram on like a photo by photo basis. So when you do that stuff where you take one photo and like split it into nine photos so that it looks really dramatic, it's actually like the worst thing you could do because then like the people who follow you, your actual followers are like, what the fuck is this like side of a nose? Like this is annoying to me. But regardless, I just was sort of interested in exploring some new things with my Instagram. And I was like really obsessed with how the photos all look together. And I don't think it was successful. Um, The content didn't do well. (laughs) But yeah, that was an unnecessary. There is something nice about having like an aesthetically pleasing feed that like you're proud of. Like just for you. Yes. Well, and I also feel like as, as someone who's like, I'm somewhat of a visual artist and I'm a... Um, and I, you know, I direct, so 
like an artistic presentation of your work is important. Yeah. And I care about that. Like I, I love, I love well-groomed accounts. I think that there's a way to sort of do it all. I try with my accounts, like do it all. And I just sort of have like a way that my brain, like aesthetically, if my account doesn't look beautiful, like if the feed doesn't look beautiful, it literally makes me anxious. Yeah. It makes me so, like I will look at a photo, like until that photo is buried in the feed, like every time I go in my account to like answer my DMs or answer comments, I see that like jacked up photo and my, and I'm like, "Ah." I just want to fix it. I don't yeah. want it there. I've deleted photos or archived photos because I just can't handle. Oh, same. Like, I think that that's – Gary Vee doesn't like it, but I think maybe it's, like, good because what if somebody – like, a director or, like, a yes. cl- like client or, like, yes. some um, – like finds your Instagram and like consumes it as like the feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that is why, I mean, as like a point of social media uh, training or whatever. And by the way, guys, if you ever want to like ask me about social media, like I said, I'm not a guru, but I feel like I'm a sensei a little yeah. bit. Like I know a lot and I love to share. And at some point I'll, I do have some podcasts coming out just on social media. You guys can always send me questions on social media, but um I do think obviously you want your feed to look really good because when you – if you want to grow your account, first of all, you need to present who and what you are um, aesthetically and in a way that communicates because you – I always go by the concept that people – you have like one and a half seconds to get someone's attention, maybe three if you're lucky. So – if you go comment on something or someone sees you or you meet someone out or 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 um they want to like look at your feed and be like oh shit this is super cool or like when you do engagement tactics like going on to hashtags of things that are relevant to your account and co- liking people's photos and commenting on photos um you do want to make sure that when someone's like, who's this who commented on my photo, that when they go to your feed, it's not just like a picture of your fucking sandwich, you know? And, um, I know that I personally, I don't like to follow accounts that like people's stuff looks like shit. I also know people who, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I think it's valid. Um, I also know a lot of people who, um, they want to do certain things. People message me all the time. They're like, I want to be a stylist. I want to be a director. I want to be a photographer. I want to be this and that. And then like their Instagram is horrible or it's private. Yeah. Like I'm like, like I'm like step one in 2019. Don't have a private. In in 2019, like if you want to have a private account for your friends, cool. But in 2019, if you want to be a professional freelance artist, you need to take that shit off private. Yeah. Like, what, like, literally, what are you even doing? Like, or make, like you said, two separate ones. Yeah. Like, make one for your art. Totally. That you don't put. Cause I get it. Like, people don't want, like, their kids or their, like, hometown or, like, whatever on the internet for everyone. Um, But I think we also have to acknowledge, like, I guess you can make one for your family. It's 2019. Like, Instagram's a business now. It's not... It's true. Like, no one's not coming gr- after you. Yes. It's not your photo album. And yeah. honestly, like, I don't know. I have a strong viewpoint of... This is, a, this is a tangent, but also valid. It's like, just live your life. Like, if somebody outed... If, if like, someone shared every single secret of mine to the world. First of all, like most of my worst freaking secrets are like on my podcast. Right. Second of all, like if someone if someone were to come along and be like this is a memoir of like everything that Elizabeth has done, I would be like, okay. Yeah. 
Like, I just, I think that if you live your life in a way, like, you you just shouldn't live a life that you're not proud of. Granted, like, there'd be some things that, like, might be, in, I might be a little bit embarrassed about some things. Like, right. or, like, the days that I came home from somewhere and blew off some steam. Like, we all have those days where, like, it was a rough day at work and we're, like, like, Joe Blow, like, made me mad today. And I'd be, like, I don't want people to know that I said that about Joe Blow because, like, I was kind of hungry that day. And, yeah. like, Joe Blow's actually really fucking nice. And, like, I was in a real bitchy mood but like in general I'm just sort of like like when people put like tape over their freaking like computer camera yeah like I'm not doing anything like if you had a camera in my room like 24 hours a day like I mean I wouldn't want the world to like see me naked in my room <laughs> Savannah just winked at me Savannah's such a good winker I, I wouldn't get the best times mm-hmm. Is the thing. It is. Your, your wink is so slight. You know, there, there is a great, though, because you were talking about, you mentioned this today. There's a great podcast that I love. It's called Reply All. It's a podcast about the internet. But it's an interesting, it's basically like storytelling, yeah. using the internet as a via to tell these cool stories. And they have an interview with the woman who, who did the very first, like, room cam. And it was called Jenny Cam. And basically it was like in the early 90s or something. She had like a camera in her room and it just recorded her 24-7. But it was like early 90s and the quality was bad. It was like early internet days. And she was more doing it as sort of this like art installation thing. Anyways, it's a great reply all. It's a great podcast. You all should listen to it. Um, We should do a 24-hour live one day. (laughs) You can't. That's what sucks. You could do it on YouTube. I know that like I there's these guys that I know who have a great podcast. It's called Blame Your Brother and I've been a guest with them and every year or last year they did a 24-hour podcast um to celebrate like 10 years or just it was like their 100th podcast or their 1000th podcast. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was they did a lot of podcasts. They're nice funny guys and they did a 24-hour podcast and then they streamed it on YouTube, but in Instagram you can only do an hour and Facebook only lets you do an hour. We'll do 24 of them. I kind of want to one time I wanted to do I had this thing that when I hit 10k followers on Instagram I really wanted to do a 24-hour dance party in my room but like I seemed I surveyed my fans and I was the only person who was actually excited about that <laughs> like no one like I kept trying to push it on them I was like guys like do you want me to do yeah we a 24-hour do- dance party and everybody was like nah maybe for like 25k though do like a variety show where you have all like a telethon, but like you yes. don't have to pay us. Um, That's a really good idea. Unless we did like raise money for a cause or something, and like get all your artist friends to like oh like God. I could do like I could, music I for could... an hour. <gasps> Sally could do like poetry or something. For let's an hour. please let's also do a Christmas show this year. <gasps> I. I think we guys, should make it- we just came up with an. I I really want to do like a Christmas variety show. Creature yeah. Comfort. Um, the Creature Comfort is a great band. They're friends of mine, and I directed a music video of theirs. But they did a they freaking did, yeah. I listened to it. I was it was um, so cute. I ran into them at a or Jesse at a show, mm-hmm. and then I like I went love and Jessie. listened. Me too. Jesse can be like I think Jesse. Jesse, if you're listening, um, he's gonna be a guest. Like I want to have. You're so right. We've it's done. It's we'll talk about it more yeah. off the podcast because I feel like um, we're just gonna riff. They had a. Christmas song is the end of that communication. Yes. But also we should do a Christmas card from our house with me and you and Daisy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Little sweet Daisy. Um, okay. What was your biggest fashion win? 
My biggest fashion win. I had several. <laughs> the more we talk about this week, the more I'm like, this week was really. You were really just a goddess this mm. week. I kind of was. And it was like, here's what was weird is that it was effortless. I was telling my friends. I called my friend yesterday because I was in such a good mood. And I was like, I just got to tell. Like, I feel like sometimes you just got to tell your friends like, shit, I'm having a really good week. Um, I... This week, I feel like the universe paid me back. Like, I worked nonprofit for 10 years, and I remember there were times when I was doing that. You know, nonprofit's hard and it doesn't pay, and it's something that you do because you like care and you want to help. And so, I um, remember that there were times when I was doing that, and I used to say to like my, my roommate, my good friend, I'd say, Where's my reward, Billy? Where's my fucking reward? Because I had this thing of like, I'm doing, I'm literally working like 40 to 60 hours a week to like help mankind. And like, I'm just broke and like, and single. So like, what the fuck? Like, where's my reward? And, and I used, it was like a joke that like we used to have all the time when I was like having a rough day. I was like, God, like, and the reward obviously when you're doing social betterment work is just that like, that is the reward. Yeah. Um, that's what I learned. But this week I literally felt – I feel like with somewhat minimal effort because I've had a lot of randomity. I'm getting a bathroom installed. Like life is a little crazy. <laughs> and I feel like the universe was like, here's your reward, Elizabeth. Yeah. Like 10 years later, you know yeah. what I mean? Like like seven years ago I'm like in a room with my with Billy Welch being like, where's my reward? And then like seven years later God's like, Elizabeth, here you go. Yeah. So – fashion win um I I have this great dress a BCBG dress that I thrifted that's gorgeous it's very like it's got like 1960s and 90s vibes remember you know in the 90s when they had those like skinny strap skinny strap cowl neck dresses that were all the rage I'm pretty sure this dress is like early 2000s or 90s and it's a really pretty color it's like sort of like a milk chocolate brown with these sort of like light pink like peachy pink um almost asian looking flowers on it and like i just feel like i look banging when i wear it yeah. that was a fashion win i feel like i had a lot of fashion wins even my freaking pajamas were a fashion win yes they were i have these i collect i thrift little little like satin pajama sets with like little satin shorts and like little like satin tops and like i'm obsessed with like thrifted lingerie so i love I have this sort of like periwinkle blue pajama set that's like, and it's not like, I feel like it's classy. I mean, you wore it with your dad around the house. Yeah, I did. And then I threw on this. I mean, I just felt like I was winning. And then when I like went to this other shoot, I had like this like thrifted like leopard shirt and this like leopard shoes. I just feel like I was really killing it this week. Yeah, I think you were. Mm -hmm. I was sort of like in a strong creative hum. Yeah. Ley lines. (laughs) Ley lines. Yeah. Tell them what ley lines are. Um, ley lines are these pulses of energy that go through the world like veins of a human and like bring the creative flow to you. And so things happen on ley lines and like the world gets like, I don't know. It's just like the energy. It's home. like an energetic flow of fucking greatness. I mean, but yeah. it's just a theory. Should we light some incense? It's just a theory. You got to look it up. You got to light some incense and then look it up and then also just do some yoga yeah 
I think I did some yoga this week. Yeah. Lay no ley lines. Ley lines. Two cents in coffee. Lay ley lines. Ley lines. They're they're energy waves. We don't know. I mean, we're just kind of riffing here. It might be fake. It could be fake. Never know. Um, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh my God! It's Biba with Uh more H's. Um. What? What did your uh, beauty routine look like this week? I was. Savannah, I love these weekly updates. If nobody even ever listens to them but me. You're going to be like 80 and listen to them all back. And I'm going to be like, this is how it all happened. It's really just a journal for myself. Um, I mean, that's what Gary Vee says. He's like, even if it's just for your kids, it's brilliant. Um, I was just on point. I Well, I quit. This is what was great. I quit sugar, except for special occasions this week. Um, I quit sugar and i i've been like really on point with like making sure that i work out like 4 to 5 times a week um and so my skin just looks freaking awesome okay. because i'm eating well yeah like that's a simple i mean that's like always it's funny because i've had i remember like a year ago when i went to the dermatologist um cuz i wanted to like get some moles removed and stuff and she was i was like really broken out cuz i'd been eating all this sugar and i was just like whatever like i'm just been eating sugar and that makeup covers this cuz i don't I don't really get too introverted about that sort of thing. And she was like, do you struggle with adult acne? And I was like, um, I didn't think I did, but like, and she gave me this prescription for this like anti, just like an antibacterial, uh, it's like, it's not even a cream. It's just some fucking shit. I don't know. It goes on your face and it clears up my skin really well. So then I can get away with eating just terrible, having a terrible diet and my skin still looks clear. But after a while it like kind of wears off and the bottom line is like, Truly and honestly, the best way to look great is to just take care of yourself. Like, it's just an inside job, and it's just, like, that's the simplicity. Um, sure, there's things that you can do. Like, I've been, like, more on point. Like, I've actually been, like, like much more. I mean, like I said, I just made a decision that I wanted to level up. So, like, I've been trying to just make sure that I'm being disciplined about, like, make sure I wash my face every night. Make sure I use my cream every night. Make sure I do blah. Um you know, don't eat sugar, like eat clean food, don't eat processed food, don't eat too much. I'm not like anti-carbohydrate, but I just think it's better to eat like quinoa than like bread. Yeah. Than like a hamburger bun. You know what I mean? Like, um, so all of that has been, it's just good. Like my, oh, yay. Thank you, Abiba. I'm excited. People don't know. Okay. I have to shout out my girl, Abiba. She's an amazing singer. You can find her stuff. I feel like I should post a link in like the freaking comments or I'll post a link in the podcast. Um, she's this girl who I literally met. I, I meet a lot of people on the street. It's weird. Like a lot of my like legit lifetime friends, like, or people that I know, I just met them on the street. I don't, Abiba, how do we even meet? I don't even remember, but she is this, um, oh, I actually know exactly how I met her. She was singing. I, I saw her first show, um, at this, show called like the electric love and she is like a singer and like a hip-hop artist she's from egypt which i just think is cool dude like i think egypt is fucking dope because it's this neat it's just a really cool culture um her music is amazing abiba i want you to freaking i know we met at the show abiba i want you to like freaking buckle i want you to hustle the hardest abiba is this girl who's like i I'm just going to give some real talk. She's so, her music is some of my fate. It's so fucking good. She's got two singles out. Oh, she's from Ethiopia, not Egypt. Shit. 
She's from Ethiopia. Sorry. Sorry. She's live. She's from Ethiopia. Now I feel like such a dingus. No, it's like, That's like Africa. Hmm, yeah. Hashtag. Sometimes it's hard. When you're white. When, when you don't live in a country. That's true. Or like a continent to know all the different countries. That's true. And so we respect you. <laughs> Abiba knows. But Abiba, I want you to just like, please double down. Abiba literally... She has her music is so good. She's got this song called Days. Check her out on Spotify or all the places. It's so I'm gonna I you know what I think I'm gonna do? What? I'm not gonna put any ads in this podcast, and I'm gonna put Abiba's song as the song that comes on as soon as we're done. Yeah, it's called Days, and it's got this cool like it's got this club vibe. It's so well produced. It's like you got me in a day. It's anyways. I can't sing it because there's a lot of production value that I can't sing, but it's it's so good, and I I I love her, and she's gorgeous, and she's insanely talented, and Abiba stake in the grounds, like girl, get your hustle on so hard because I she could be like a huge huge international success i mean i'm serious like this like the talent and like because i remember when i i have photos of her the first time i ever saw her she was performing and she was in this badass like green thrifted um suit and with like this big crazy braid and these cool sunglasses and like she has this like male rapper who like they go way back and she just like has like a lot of flex on stage like she like there's some cool pictures I should like I'll put a link to them or maybe I'll even do like a blog that like has all of her stuff um but there's these cool pictures where she's like like showing her teeth she's just really anyways Abiba um you and you should feel loved you're so freaking talented and I want to see you just like I want to see you kill it so hard and everybody because I know I have a lot of fans especially on Instagram from the Middle East yeah so like just check her out I'm gonna link the song I'm gonna like not near Ethiopia hmm? just so you know no I know I know that it's Africa but isn't it weird when you're like American when you're a dumb American Everything is... It, like, all bleeds together. You're like, oh, like, India, like, Middle East, Africa. They're all kind of, like... That sounds really... I, I don't actually believe that, but yeah, I'm just but saying... Yeah, but what we're saying is the American education system needs to step up, up its game. These are facts. Because why do a, I know, like, the complete history of each state, but not, like, any world history? The American history... We I went to... Every year, my church, we throw an event for um, Friendship Day, and it's really cool. We basically... Um, you get we get together like a diverse group of people of like different religions, different political ideology. All it's really diverse, and then there's everybody sits at a table with people that they don't know, and there's questions and conversations that you have. Um, and there's a woman. I'm also going to put the link because I I can't off the top of my head. I don't remember the name of her organization, um, but I'll put that link also in the podcast description. Um, and she has an organization where they like they have like guided questions, and we discussed education. And so it was just interesting because I just think the American education system is so terrible and broken. But I do think one of the first questions that we had was, is education a privilege or a right? Anyways, my table had a really amazing people. We had a really cool conversation about that. But I feel like it needs to be be reworked. I feel like like setting people up so that they can have and access knowledge is so important. But I do agree that like I don't even know – I don't know what I learned in school. Um, that's wack, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so long-winded today. I, I learned the recorder instead of world geography. Yes, two cents in coffee. <laughs> Me too. Two cents in coffee. I love you. Uh, that's, that sounded like overly like, I love you. But um, 
it, it two cents in coffee is our like he's like secret i was on his podcast but yeah. he has his personal instagram account is like he keeps it so low-key and it likes that he's so he's such a talented like insanely give his aesthetic is super cool and he's this talented artist but yeah. he'll like he'll he's like one i have a couple friends who do this they're super talented i have a friend marcus or an acquaintance marcus coloma who like posts all these hilarious videos on his instagram and then he deletes them all and i'm like no those were so funny why did you delete them we should do um one podcast mm-hmm. where like we just shout people out do like the 25 artists you should know in yes. 2020 for new year's 20 or like since it's 20 20 artists you should know in 2020 in 2020 i want to shout so many people because yeah you love helping people mm, out i do and i also just like i just like i, I get excited i do and also like when i hype someone up it's never bullshit correct because you know like i can't like i'm the kind of person that like like, if I like your outfit, I'm going to go on for 20 minutes about yeah. it. Like, I'm literally going to be like, and your shoes and your hair. And like, oh, my God, you're, per- you're going to be like, please stop talking. You're making me uncomfortable. Um, I'm never like that. But when I don't like something, I'm like. Yeah, you're like, good. Yeah. Like, you can. It's fine. Yeah. You, do, you do you, girl. <laughs> I feel like we need to move on. I know. I'm so long-winded. I thought that this was going to be a short podcast. But, oh, it's my God, that. it's Woe Dakota. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Um. Hidden camera moment. Was there a moment this week that you were glad that there is not a hidden camera in your room? Yes. Watching you. Yeah? Like when? No comment. Oh, I know what it is. Uh Uh-oh, Elizabeth has coffee. Yes, she does. Whoa, Dakota. (laughs) Um, What's next for you, Elizabeth? Uh Uh-huh. What is next? It's going to be super cool. Well, I'm doing... um, I'm shooting some more stuff to <laughs> Daisy's licking Savannah's leg. Da- my dog's love language is licking. I don't like it. Mm, I know. And sometimes it's just too much. Like, it's just like, it's like, I love you and I'm glad you love me. But like, please stop like compulsively licking me. <laughs> she moved the pill. Daisy, come over here and lick me. Um, uh, what is coming up? Um, I am shooting some more stuff for Sisters Man. We're doing that horror-themed music video, yes. and we have a whole... We had this really great meeting where we discussed, like, some additional shooting that we're going to do that I'm pretty hype about. Um, so I'm excited to bring that. I'm also directing um, another music video with this amazing bluegrass band, so I'm cool. really excited about that. Can you say the band? Hmm? I'm keeping everything secret. Okay. Um, but I'm super excited about like fleshing that out because it's a really interesting song and yeah. it's like blue I, bluegrass music is super cool yeah, it's rich because i like am from like the appalachian mountains yes and so bluegrass music is like where i grew up it's a thing it's like you just can't go wrong and from a cinematic yeah. standpoint from a music video directing standpoint like that's super exciting um banjos hmm? banjos Fiddles. all of it and they're like very they're like you know really good they're very established and very well known. So that's exciting. And, um, then I've got, I'm also delivering, um, a seminar, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend for the blogger expo, yeah. which is like a whole bunch of like photographers and bloggers and people. So a, I'm excited cause I'm going to attend a lot of the workshops and I think that that'll help me level up my, you know, my social media game, but B I'm teaching a workshop, which by the way, you can still buy tickets. So, um, do that. It's cheap. It's like $125 for the whole weekend and which includes like food and networking and socializing and like literally fun stuff, like 15 different seminars. I'm teaching a seminar on how to create your own content. 
um, which I think we all know that I'm pretty damn good at that. And so I'll go over creating videos and video apps and and all that stuff. I'm putting together my presentation this week. So, I mean, it's going to be pretty busy. Yeah. The The music video that I'm shooting, like it's, it's going to come out uh, September 6th or maybe even before. So we're basically like launching into, into pre-production this, like after the weekend. Um, I also, I was going to do the 48 hour film fest, but I just, because I was out of town, I was going to have an all girl team. We just kind of couldn't get it all together and it was too little too late. So, um, what I'm going to do is there's a friend of mine is teaching some courses at a photography seminar, workshop, convention. I don't know. Is it a hotel? What is it called when it's like, it's, yeah. A convention. So I'm pumped about that because basically this weekend I was sort of like, well, what's going to bring me the biggest ROI? Like, should I just like try to like have a small role in somebody's film or should I just level up my photography skills? So I decided that long term it's better for me to just level up my skills. So I'm going to be doing all sorts of workshops this weekend. I'm tr- I'm entering a season where like I want to also I want to create a lot, but I also want to just start I think I've said level up. How many times have I said level up in this podcast? At least 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's very accurate. Anyways, it, this season is all about leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to like step into 2020 fucking strong. Yeah. I had a psychic tell me, not that I necessarily believe in psychics, but I do believe people can be intuitive. Yeah. Um, And this woman was really cool and intuitive. And she was just sort of saying like 2020 is going to be an interesting year, like energetically. Believe this or not, take that. I mean, just hustle hard no matter what. That's always a good, like work hard. That's like never a bad life philosophy. Um, But she was just sort of like, you should go, just go real hard. And so I'm just trying to go real hard in 2019 so I can step into 2020. Yeah. But not even, it doesn't even matter what freaking year it is. Just go hard, like live your shit, you know? Um, that's all of our questions. Did you have any from Instagram? I didn't because I didn't, I, I totally forgot to even post Can about I it. Can I scroll through these? Um, yeah. Okay. What has been your favorite thrift find this year? Ooh, that's such a good. The whole year? The whole year. I, it's weird because I have hauls and sometimes I find jewelry. I never have a singular favorite thing. That's just like not, re- except the only thing that I do really love that I will love to this day is the blue sequins freaking jacket. Um, because I got it for $7 and yeah. it's been, in, it's been in like music videos and photo shoots and it's been like a ton of things. So like, I really love that, but I just love my collection and I'm always sort of like cycling things in and out. I personally change style often. I like to dress really differently all the time. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I have an exact favorite thrift find. I guess I feel like that's boring for people to hear, but it really just is the truth. Oh my God. I also think that I'm doing another Goodwill style with a purpose event coming up in September. They asked me when I was on vacation, but I just haven't heard back about all the details. So lots happening. That's our only question. It's our only question. Nobody cares. No, I don't care. Everybody cares. I just don't even care. This is just, it's fun to do. It is. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you have a tip to leave us with? I think I covered it. I mean, I think, yeah, the tip that I have for everyone is like just always be not in a way of being critical of yourself or putting yourself down. That's never, it's never ethical to put yourself down or dwell on mistakes that you've made. But I think that that one just always needs to be engaged in the journey of like you always need to evaluate what you're doing in life, evaluate your choices, like take a look 
at like whether it's thing, the things that you're doing in life, are they helping you or are they hurting you? Um, and are they moving you towards your end goals? Like the people, the relationship, Grant Cardone, who's like, a, I think he's a billionaire now, um, talks a lot about this, that like, you know, you only have a certain amount of time in the day and there's like a lot of people who want to hang out with you and there's a lot of people that you could hang out with, but you have to sort of look into like what activities are going to be the most remunerative and because that's really what it takes to like really level up. Yeah. And so there's always places that you can cut corner. Like there's always places that you can tighten up, whether it's like you need to hit the gym more and not the gym, not so that you look hot, but so that you just are mentally sharp, you know, so that you're, your most healthy. Um, so I'm always trying, I was talking to this girl last night, an artist about how I keep stats. You know this, I keep yeah. stats on everything. Um, I keep a statistic every week on my gross income. I keep a statistic on the production value, um, of what I'm doing. So let's say, like, let's say I did a styling gig on Monday that was like a $500 day rate. And then I shot a commercial on Tuesday that was a thousand dollar day rate. And then I, um, you know, did some sort of social media thing, or I did, you know, like a little photo shoot for an hour that was like $150 or whatever, then I will add up the value, the production value of all those things. Um, and that gives me my production value for the week. And in that way, it depends the different things that I do. I get paid at different rates. Sometimes I don't get paid for like one to three months after something, but your production value can help you determine your future income. And it's just a good thing to keep track of. So I keep that statistic every week. Um, I monitor and track my like letters out, Mm -hmm. um, that go out every week. I monitor and track my social media stats. You know, like the podcast has a certain point value assigned to it. I'm just giving you guys the real skinny. Um, every time I post on Facebook, it has, uh, you know, I get a point for that and I have like my own point system. So that's all there. And then I also keep track of like enhancement, which is a personal thing for everybody, but like hours worked out, um, you know, intentional, like if I'm binge watching a Netflix show, I don't get points for that. But if I'm intentionally watching like a great movie, I get points for that. And different things that I find, you know, like eating well, like a day that I didn't eat sugar, blah, blah, blah. So when you start, if you if you decide, if you hear this and you're like, I'm going to keep stats on my life, it's good to just start out with one or two. Um, but I also keep notes like in my stats of like different things that happened that week. Like you know, like, let's say I, I mean, I don't own a business. I own Elizabeth Donaldson, but it's like, you know, it's like you and me basically. But if let's say that you had a business and you hired a new hire that week, or you like started a new marketing campaign one week or whatever you did, I always keep notes of like changes and things that happened like on any given week. And then that, what that allows you to do is analyze your statistics so that you can see what's working and what's not working. And this is like, this is going to sound hardcore. Some people might not even like that I say this, but I can also like, if you are analyzing your stats, you can see like, maybe you started hanging out with like Bobby Joe, you know, like you could have a friend who's like, let's party. Like, and it may seem really fun. Like it may feel like, woo, like Bobby Joe, like we're going to dance like all week. And then like, if you look at your stats and your stats are like fucking tanked, then you're like, oh shit. Like maybe Bobby Joe's like, maybe that's not the smartest activity. So, right. or like not Bobby Joe, but like Sarah Jane, who is right? like, doesn't really do anything that's like 
wow, let's party. Let's like stay up late. Let's drink. Let's eat sugar. Mm-hmm. But she kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Yes. Like yep. under wraps. Yep. Like that's a whole, we yeah. do a whole podcast Cause you would on nev- that. Cause like if there's, if it's actual actions that you can like pinpoint, you might be like, oh, well that's not really Bobby. Mm-hmm. That's. That's just that action. Totally. And so, like, you can still hang out with Bobby. You just need to take more control over what you do with him. Yep. I but, hear like, that. when Sarah Jane is, like, being covertly hostile. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, like, you know, this, I want to explain this to, to the people because I, I explained that term to Savannah. Basically, there's people in your life who, like, that you can, especially in the arts, especially in the arts, but in anything, people who were, like, their actual intention is to, like, bring you down. And they can do that in a lot of different ways. But, like, they give you – it's, like, they kind of throw little jabs at you. And you don't know – and it's so covert. It's, like, it's like I really care about you. And that's why I don't want you to wear that dress because it makes you look chubby. Like – Or, like, whenever one of your best guy friends is, like, you know, I actually, like, think it's hot that you're chubby. Or – Yeah, that's – You know. That's fucked up when that shit happens. Yeah, I hate when that happens. But, yeah, so covert hostility. They don't have to be a close friend. It could be anybody. And we've all had those people, those people who like, sometimes you, sometimes when you have a conversation with these people, everything that's coming out of their mouth is apparently amazing. Like you're so amazing. But then after the conversation, you feel horrible. Yeah. And you're like, I can't pinpoint or you feel angry and you don't know why. Like that's usually, I mean, listen, don't take my exact word for it. Like look for yourself, but those you can run into those scenarios where you could sometimes you could like if you have a business you could hire somebody new you could like have someone who interviews really well and they're like oh I do this and I do that Gary Vee talks about this and then they like join the company and they have a shit attitude and like they're not actually everything they said they were anyways there's there's a or maybe you decided that you were going to start eating cake every day or whatever it is or maybe you went on keto and keto's not your thing you know like there's not, I'm not trying to assign, I'm not trying to like make a, a statement here of like what is good or bad. Right, and that's why you have to keep your own stats. Yes. Exactly. Like it yes. helps you pinpoint the good and bad things for, for yourself. You. Yeah. And that's like, that's a whole lesson on like, you know, there's a great quote like on the wall of my church that talks about how like personal integrity is what's true for you. Yeah. It's not it's not what's true for someone else and it, it's personal integrity is what is true for you and having the courage to like observe and know what's true for you. So like what's true for you in your life may be a very different thing of what's true for other people. But the bottom line to bring a full circle is, um, you know, keep, keep stats are a good way to observe your environment and understand and analyze the ingredients that lead to your individual success. So if I had a tip, I would say like, start keeping some stats. It'll literally revolutionize your life. It's one of my most successful actions ever. And also just continually be aware of what you could improve and make steps to improve that. You don't have to put yourself down. Like, let's say you wanted to quit sugar, you know, and you slipped up, like, cool. Like, don't like, you're not a dick if you, if you like had a little bit of sugar, but just keep putting that goal there and eventually you'll get there. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that brings us to the end of mm-hmm. the Elizabeth experience. I hope that you guys found this episode, um, rad. I'm going to put, if I can remember all the links to all the things in the podcast and, um, you know, stay, stay with us through the outro. So then you can listen to the amazing song by my girl, Abiba days, which like, 
literally, if you don't like it, we can't be friends. I mean, it might not be your jam. It's kind of like, it's like party music, but like literally it's so good. Um, I love you all. I appreciate that you take the time to listen to all this. Like literally you could do a million other things. So thank you. And until next week. And we're ending, and we're ending. I feel like that cut out in the middle. I'm Friends, family, countrymen, thank you so much for listening to the Elizabeth Experience. I know that your time is freaking valuable. And I'm super stoked that you decided to spend some of that time listening to me. So find me where you can find everything. My name is Elizabeth Donaldson. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H Donaldson, D-O-N-A-L-D-S-O-N. Just like pop that S into Google and find out all the places that I am. But I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on the interweb. Uh, my website, ElizabethDonaldsonCreative.com. My acting website, ElizabethDonaldson.com. And, you know, all the things. But I'm pretty easy to find. And the best place to engage with me is on Instagram. So find me there at Elizabeth.Donaldson. I love you all. Go do your thing. Rock life. And I'll talk with you next time.